0: Welcome to Audio Drama Showcase, part of the Story Forge Network. I'm Scooter, and with me are L.J. Donnell, me, Michelle Morrison, hello, Keith Riley, howdy, and the freshly risen corpse of Max Baskin. Brains. Don't forget to check us out over at Patreon under Legend Smith Productions. This show is brought to you thanks to the support of our wonderful patrons. Today we'll be listening to Blood Culture, which premiered in April of 2017 and was created by Dr. Lawrence Dam. Lawrence has been working in radio drama and audio for a couple of decades and had produced some early podcast dramas around 2008. Funding for the project came together with the backing of an organization called Welcome Trust, who do biomedical research and fund public engagement with their work. He wanted to tell a biomedical whodunit, a mystery where you had to engage with science to figure the story out. He was also concerned about the behavior of big tech companies, and the cult-like atmosphere that surrounds them and their leaders. But most of all, he wanted to tell a cracking story with a lot of punch-ups, great music, and a touch of humor. And he hopes that Blood Culture provides all of that. This is part one of the first episode of the series, and was originally published on April 20th, 2017. And now, a word from our sponsor.
1: Harry's House of Half-Haunted Hats. Is your scalp boring? Have you ever wanted to see a polter ghost? Our hats are made of certified country leather with certified ancient inscriptions binding certified terrifying apparitions. You are guaranteed to have a paranormal experience within the first 30 minutes or your money back. For all those spooks currently inhabiting the bodies of our previous customers, sorry, this deal is for the living only. That's Harry's House of Half-Haunted Hats putting the me in cemetery.
2: Warning, do not use a Ouija board while wearing a half-haunted hat. Improper usage may rupture the time-space continuum, resulting in yet another class-action lawsuit.
1: Come by today!
3: Okay, let's get started.
4: Life as part of this company is hard.
5: You're on the inside. You can find out what is going on. Don't be stupid!
4: We push you to be the... Best you can be.
6: I know what I'm talking about, and it's all
5: so, so much worse than you'll ever imagine.
7: You have any contact with that woman. And you'll regulate it.
5: No more blood, Richard. No more blood. I will rip your face off!
4: There's blood on all of us. That's the way this world works.
8: Hello and welcome to Blood Culture. Episode 1. So what we've got for you is a sort of epic thriller, biomedical conspiracy which is going to take you on a journey that touches on all sorts of interesting topics of modern workplaces, employee spying, as well as having lots of people running around and jumping and hitting each other. (laughs) Um, Who's that laughing in the corner? Uh, I'm Lanson. I'm actually the creator, but you're talking more than me. That's true. My name's David and I'm one of the co-writers on the project. But we couldn't write it without some serious knowledge. And so we have with us, as we had through the process... Um, an actual doctor. Hi, Hello. I'm
9: Christina. Hello, I'm Christina. And I'm the biomedical consultant for this project.
8: Absolutely. You set us right on all the crazy ideas we had and basically raised your eyebrows when we uh, proposed new and interesting ways of killing people. But before we get into the show itself, I should tell you that you can go to blood-culture.com where you can find more about, well, more and everything, more about us, more about the characters and more about Meta, which you'll know all about in a moment. So stick around with us after part two where myself, Lance and Christina will have a chat about what happened in the episode. But before then, this is Blood Culture, episode one.
5: Blood has been thrown at the walls of our offices. It runs down the glass in pools thick and red on the concrete below. Do you see that, Luca? Aisha, sit back down. I look out over the atrium, over four floors of workstations and the multitude of desks and screens. Luca, that man looks like blood running down the building. But no one has noticed. Heads are bent, faces bathed in monitor glare.
7: Probably, yes, and it's probably a test.
5: No one dare look up, not today of all days.
7: A test?
6: Of what?
5: Get back to work, will you?
6: Richard could be here any
5: moment. Richard Dreyer, CEO and founder of Meta Corporation, has given us an hour of his life. An hour in which he will watch us, question us, inspire us and sometimes fire us. Careers and reputations will be made and lost in the next 60 minutes. Stay calm, Luca. He's nowhere near. He needs to relax. I look at Luca. Two years in and still an intern. Hey, Luca, are you alright? Yeah. He looks frail. Of course. I just. Drawn.
6: Pull the red eye getting these reports in place.
5: To Luca, Richard Dreher is so much more than a CEO, and working at Meta, so much more than a job. Aisha. Ah, Kim. Of course. We've been monitoring a lot of downtime on your keystroke activity. Dried up, bitter Kim. Don't you dare mess up this team's data. Team leader. When Richard is with us. Line manager. Everything must be perfect. Arch manipulator.
6: Let me move. Don't stop me! Get out
7: here!
6: Back
5: Voices echo up from the security gates. Whoa! Who's that? A woman.
3: She's broken through security.
5: Running for the stairs, tailed by security guards. God, she's fast. I see her now. Oh no. Leather jacket, heavy boots, blonde dreadlocks. Stop, stop oh, Livy, what are you doing here, Alicia? Do you know that woman? Uh, I, I, I might know her. What? Is she something to do with you? She's not my problem. And family. she isn't until. There's Richard. And then she's headed straight for him. She has everything to do with me. Libby, Stop! Lisa! I run, swerving chairs, huddling desks, leaping stairs. Libby, no! She's nearly on him. There is something in her hand. Something metal that glints. it! She points it at him. I leap. falling, tumbling, tangled to the ground. She bites me, she scratches at me. I won't let her go. We roll and clutch and struggle. I catch her wrist and slap her hand to the ground. And a vial falls from her hand, spilling red paint onto the floor. Take them. Hands pull us apart. Hold them. Wrestle us in place.
4: Control them.
5: Crushing us down.
4: Wow, well, this is most discordant.
5: I am sorry, Richard. I'm so sorry. Livy, it's me. So is Aisha fighting? Aisha has always been a problem to us. You, quiet.
4: Clear the area immediately. I wish to speak with these people.
5: He crouches in front of Livy.
4: So, you came to throw blood at my house? And who sent you?
5: No one. I came on my own.
4: Self-determined. That's a good start. Sets you out from the herd. Now, what have I done wrong today?
5: Blood. There's blood on your hands.
4: Blood on my hands? There's blood on all of us. That's the way this world works.
5: A cold smile curls across his lips. Don't you look at me like that. Livy spits in his face. You're killing them, Drea. His eyebrows flick up. Your staff, your workers, you're crushing
7: them.
4: Oh, what a shame. I, know about the I thought there'd be more to you than this. Three of them dead. Dressed. Take her away! you
7: letting them die! Hands on her! He lets them die! Each taking an ankle or a wrist. Oh, wake up,
6: sheep! Wake up, you losers! You just And I sit at his feet Get
5: out of as they carry her away. Listen.
4: Listen. No one is held here. You can leave at any time. Life as part of this company is hard. We push you to be the best you can be. It isn't easy to overcome everything and transform into your greatest self. What we have here at Metacore is unique. Unity. Strength. Love bonds that no one outside can understand.
5: He leans forward, cupping my chin in his palm. And you, Miss
4: Cowan? Are you with us?
7: Yes. Of course.
4: Are you worthy of our love?
7: It's it's an honor
5: to
4: work here. Work? Work here. We don't work. This is life. It is play. It is inspiration. It is our manner and our very being. What is it for you? All
5: of those things.
4: Good. There is room for all kinds here for the deviant, black sheep. But we need trust. Trust and kinship. Can I trust you, Aisha? Absolutely. Are we kindred? Yes, we are. Remember that, Aisha. Learn to live with us, because the bonds forged here are strong. He looks
5: at me. Stronger than family. And we are one. Stronger than blood. We are locked together in that shard of time.
4: They're the bonds of life itself.
5: Hmm? Then, suddenly, he's gone. His court trailing him as he sweeps through the offices, passing out his corporate benedictions.
3: MetaCorp. We are the company that everyone owns a part of, but no one knows.
5: You came into my work, you threw blood at the walls, you attacked my boss. Someone has to make a stand, Aisha. Metacorp,
3: MetaCorp are in, in your, your pocket.
5: Body. What did you think you were going to achieve?
3: On your phone, your, your tablet, tablet, your TV, your computer. your
5: computer. We have to fight. Yes. You could have got me sacked. Metacorp. MetaCorp.
3: Our name is on the chip, hidden in the code.
5: So we what you got that? Your company stable. destroys people. It's ridiculous, Livy. No, they are working in
9: 10, 20-hour days, 140-hour weeks, never stopping. We are
3: controlling and shaping your data. We are controlling and shaping your data. Yeah,
9: that is called cool work,
5: something you might not know a lot about. Help me stop it, Aisha. Help me tell people about what they're doing. Livy, this is my job. it's not who you are, Aisha.
3: We ensure the pure, clean flow of your information.
5: It's not you. It's not the woman I know. No, new Livy. The woman you knew. That was a long time ago.
3: Metacorp. We are everywhere. And yet, nowhere.
5: No, no. one can change that much. It's called up. What would your mum say? Don't, Livy. Don't do that. Just go away. Get on with your life and, and just leave me alone.
3: Meta, because the future just got better.
4: Meta? Because the future just popped
7: in.
5: Oh my gosh, Aisha, we saw what happened. He knew your name, didn't he? Richard knows who you are. Luca and Shireen, the yin and yang of the Meta Intern Programme. This is the coolest thing that could happen to anyone, ever. Shireen, full of hope and energy and naivety. In two years? I've only ever seen him twice. Luca, exhausted and hollowed out by life at this company. So if he knows who you are, you must be up for selection. Selection, the company's fast track for the brightest of the bright. I was never an intern... I was never in the programme. Oh. So you've always worked here? Mm, I I didn't even go to uni. Well, there was a call-out for HR posts, and I just went for one, got lucky, I suppose. That's That's... insane. Then how does Richard even know you? Oh, let it go, Luca. I'm not a threat. I'm not going anywhere. Luca was sent up to Metabeta, the proving ground of the company. Somehow, he failed, and they sent him back. There's no chance of selection for me. Oh, don't say that. I mean, what happened earlier with that crazy lady? That was a test, wasn't it? Maybe you passed. What? Livvy? Yeah. Wasn't she one of Richard's interventions? No, it wasn't. You see, um, I I, I sort of knew her. Oh. So you are in trouble? Oh, don't look at me like that. Oh, really. I, I'm not unclean. Yeah, Kim is after me, but she always is. Nothing else is going to happen. So that woman, who was she then? Who was she? Uh, just a friend. Well, she used to be a friend. There are friends you've known your whole life. They've always been there their life running parallel to yours as you grow up together and yet when you look over at them when you see what they're doing what they believe who they are you you think do i even know you our parents used to take us to raves livy and i waving glow sticks at each other from our prams as bass thickened the air (laughs) they took us to the same festivals rode the same convoys, taught us together, played with us together, laid us down to sleep together. (laughs) Then Mum's illness took over. She died. Dad went to pieces and disappeared into a cannabis haze and I had to run our lives. I had to think about the future while Livy's stone just carried on rolling. She experimented, she experienced, she shouted and battled. We never lost touch. But we live on different planets now. She fights for the rights of the world while I work for the corporation and look after my father.
7: Livy's one of the good ones, I reckon. Always like that girl. Don't follow the earth, does she? Right, Dad, and I do. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, there's something true about the way Livy lives.
5: Dad lives in a van parked in a lay by on the A27. There's
7: a lot of harmony in that girl. I can respect someone like
5: that. A converted ambulance with a smokestack out back. A bed, that is a couch, that is our dining table, and a two ring burner. Oh, so what about me? I'm cooking your dinner. You're going to give me respect for that?
7: Yeah, yeah, of course. What is it tonight then? Corn. Oh, I don't eat corn. Yes, you do. You're a vegan. It's not natural. It's mushrooms. How is that mushrooms? Oh. Oh, that can't be natural.
5: Oh, well, go and eat some bark then. Oh, don't look at me like that. Look, you get my respect, Dad, when you put your spliff out.
7: Dad. Hmm. What
5: do you think Mum would have said? That Livy and Meta and everything.
7: Well uh, well first off she'd uh well, she'd ask if you're hurting
5: anyone. What, my
7: job? Ah, oh, day by day, you know, bit by bit. No, not really. Yeah, I suppose you aren't. Then she'd uh, she'd ask whether you're making the world a better place. Oh, it's just
5: a job, Dad. It's just a way of getting money. But are
7: you using that money to make a difference? I
5: will make a bloody difference to you. I take care of you.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah You
5: do. Yeah. But is is that enough? Well, it should be. Shut up and eat your corn. Daybreak, five a.m. I don't get into the office this early to impress. I get here because I need the space and the time to think and to prepare.
3: Actually, sure, right, I know you're not interested, but please listen, I've found
7: something new. There's been no investigations
5: in any of the kids who have died. No one is finding out what is going on. They're not checking. The first was Peter Durham in Ireland. He was buried inside three days. Brendan Lake in Stalbridge, 21 years old, and there is nothing about how he died. Nothing in the press, nothing online.
9: Then you've got this girl in Birmingham. She died, no one... Knows hey, are you sure?
5: What are you doing here? Oh, my God. Sorry, was I interrupting something? No, nothing. Sorry, Luca, you, you made me jump. I wanted to ask... He looks so tired. What did he say to you, Richard, when you were together? So drawn and grey. Of all the thousands of people in the company, why you? He wasn't always like this. Hey, Luca, that's a bit unfair, isn't it? I work as hard as anyone else. Yeah. There's a digital photo frame on his work desk. Sorry, it's just... Frustrating. There used to be pictures on it of his sister, his mum, his dad. Not knowing how I can ever make my mark. Oh, stop doing this to yourself, Luca. Now, there are only pictures of Richard. You're good, you'll get somewhere.
8: I had a chance, though, didn't I? I was in the programme... I thought I was selected, and I thought they'd take me on, take me with them. And then it didn't turn
5: out that way. There's a a lot else for you to do. Not here, not in this company,
6: working for someone like Richard. If I prove myself here, I can do anything, go anywhere. The impossible becomes probable. (laughs) That's
5: one of Richard's slogans. It's one of Meta-Beta's, actually. But it's true.
3: I was there, Aisha, in the programme... I want to go back. If there was any way, if you could ask Richard...
5: Oh, will stop this. But When you came here, you were probably the brightest 20-year-old I've ever met, and now look at you. God, this is just work. It's it's not who you are. Look, if Richard knows who I am, then that's great. I, I don't know how it happened, and it doesn't worry me, and it shouldn't worry you, all right? All right. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll leave you to your phone call. Oh, wait, Luca. Yeah? Um, what happened to the uh, pictures of your family? What do you mean? Your actual family in that digital photo thing. I didn't think they were appropriate, you know, at work. Oh, Luca, hon. Family is always appropriate, wherever you are. Come on. you've You've been here all night, haven't you?
6: Well, you know... There's
5: always work to do. It can wait. Go and get some rest, please. He smiles softly and slides away from me, fading into the morning light. I can't work like the others, not night after night. Not those long hours without limits. My body wouldn't allow me to. Simple as that. I have the same condition as mum, sickle cell. My red blood cells are shaped like sickles, curved and hard, not the little soft and pliable discs that travel through your body. The haemoglobin in those cells won't carry oxygen properly and without enough oxygen, my body gets tired, worn down, listless. Every month, I need to refresh my blood, a transfusion of another's life into my body to give me energy for a while. But there is no space for the sick, or the weak, or the tired, at matter. So I have to keep this quiet, known only to me, dad, and a few friends. Fenny's office,
6: Penny. Oh. Oh. Penny,
5: really? the company health station.
6: What can I do for oh, you? God,
5: Warm, hazy, oh, messy, human. You look wiped out, girl. Why don't you take the day off? Oh, well, I can't risk it after yesterday. Yeah, well, think yourself lucky. Your mate gobbed in Richard's face. It's a miracle oh. you're still here. Fenny is the Meta Medical Site Officer, which is a grand way of saying that he is the company nurse. And if staff keep on wiping out like this, I'll be heading off out the door. So what? People really are dying? What, Livy's right?
6: Your feral friend. (laughs) Well, she's right in some ways. You lot are working too hard. Mm, Don't think Richard's killing anyone, though. (laughs) You're too valuable. He hates it when you're sick. But he needs you. You're the flesh and blood that keeps his machine working. That's why he's obsessed with keeping you lot fit. Look at all these computers. They gave you a health tracker, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Sends out on Wi-Fi, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, look, I've got the live feed of your blood pressure, your heart rate, pedometer readings. I've got the body data of everyone in the company. Well, pretty much, you know, other than Richard, of course. Really? What, all the staff? Yep. All of you are signed up to our Meta Health programme. So, yes, everyone.
5: Look, can you do something for me, Venny? Can you call up the details of um, Peter Durham from the Irish office? Oh, one of the dead boys, isn't he?
6: Oh, I should be able to. Peter... Oh. No, I can't. Oh. Look, his record's blocked.
5: OK, try, um, try Brendan Lake from Stowbridge. Brendan
6: <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Same again. Blocked. What?
5: Why would they be blocked?
6: They're private, I suppose. What, them being dead and all? What, is that normal? Uh, I could try and find out.
5: Yeah, go on. What's in it for me? Benny, people are getting ill, dying. Remember what you did your training for?
6: Uh, Yeah, mostly for the chicks and the cash. (laughs) It was to help people,
5: right? Make the world a better place. Oh, that. Yeah, go on, that. See what you can dig up, yeah? The day ends and Livy is outside the office, crouched against a wall, arms around her knees, breath clouding the night air. Aisha, don't walk away from me. Livy, you shouldn't be here. Aisha, it's worse than you think. You know, they were all on the intern programme. They were barely out of university. Oh, not now, Livy. The Livvy. same pattern, all high achievers working long hours pushed and. Livy, what do you want me to do? You're on the inside. You can find out what is going well, on. Don't be stupid. What happens if I'm caught? I lose everything. No, no you don't. You just lose your job. Just my job? What? Also, what about Dad? Huh? What? How am I going to look after him? Soul's cool. He can look after himself. Oh, you really have no idea, do you? There's nothing cool about my dad. I need that job to feed him, to clothe him. He hasn't got anything. He won't work or sign on. I can't live in a fantasy world like you do. Are, hey, are you listening? Yeah, I should, yeah. Look, just hang on. There's someone over there I'd like to have a little word with. Hey, you! Piss off and stop following me! Yeah, you! There is a dark slash of movement at the end of the street. You think it's OK to follow women around, do you? A figure in the half-light.
7: Don't hide from me!
5: He moves forward, thin, wiry, intense. He waits for us.
7: What do you think you're doing? I'm oh, looking out for you, Missy.
5: Yeah, right, well, stand there much longer and I'll lock you, up, back <laughs> Good
7: Come girl. Come on. You hold your friend back. Leave it, Libby. You don't want her coming to no trouble.
5: Stop stalking
7: me! I'm not your stalker. I'm keeping an eye on you. It's my job. I'm meta security, love, and my job is to make sure you don't cause no more trouble. You've got no right. Oh, haven't I? You threw blood at my offices. You attacked the boss. You spat in his face. I think I've every right going to be right on top of you until you learn your bloody place.
5: Get your face off! Libby! Off him! She has gone at him. Get away with you! I catch her by the waist. Libby, stop me! Pull her around. And she slaps me hard and I fall. You disgust me! And then she is on me. Asha, call me. Together we'll stop them. And then she turns. Bitch! And runs. And she's gone.
7: Well, she's quite a firebrand, isn't she? Let me help you up. <sighs> My, but you've got some interesting friends. Oh, she's just stupid. It's impulsive and stupid. Oh, I don't think we can call her stupid. Not that. Come on, I need to go back to the office. Walk and talk with me for a bit. I'm Ewan, by the way. I know you are. One of Richard's favourites, aren't you? What do you mean? Oh, that's why I'm here at the office. You getting some special treatment? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No
5: one treats me any differently.
7: Oh, I don't know. According to your line manager, they do. What, Kim? Yeah. She tried to get you fired for what your friend there did. Seems someone on high, on very high, put the stops on that. If that's the case, then I guess I'd better be watching you as well. Why would you watch me? Because you're smart, and you're subtle, and you're good with people, which makes you a threat. (laughs) What, me a threat? To Richard? You're kidding. Am I? Am I kidding? Does this look like a face that does kidding? Does it? Now, let me tell you something so you shut your smart mouth and listen. You have any contact with that woman. You call her like I just heard her tell you to, and you regret it. Not like you'll get a bad report or crap reference regret. I mean serious, industrial-grade, pure, high-density regret. You get me? You get me? Oh, you'll never get me, will you, love? Just nod.
5: He smiles at me, and gold winks between his lips.
7: I merely nod slowly, cautiously, so that he can see. (laughs) That's a good girl. Now, piss off, will you? He turns and leaves me,
5: walking up the stairs to the meta-building where the doors open, swallow him, and he's gone. I raise my eyes. Two figures stand, silhouetted on the second floor of the building, looking through the glass wall, a man and a woman. Kim and Luca just standing, watching. Luca raises a hand as if to wave, but Kim moves hers over it and pushes it down to his side.
0: So that that was that's how it ended. That was yes. abrupt.
9: Fucking rude. I need more right now.
10: Well, you got to remember, it's a one part of two. That... They left us right on the edge of the seat too. Yeah. I was expecting an outro or something.
9: No, it's perfect. It's so like, wait, no, I have to know more. That was you've got me podcast.
10: That
2: was the most <laughs> BBC podcast we've heard while doing this series.
0: That that felt like a BBC drama.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was definitely high quality. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, in all fairness, so this is one of the shows that I've actually listened to before I approached them. So I have opinions outside of today, but I'll let you guys speak. You have opinions? It's the worst. Uh, Well,
2: I liked the contrast between the narrator voice and the character voices, but I had a little problem with just how far they ranged. They might need some compression just to... Try to narrow that down because sometimes they were talking way too quietly and I had trouble really hearing what they were saying. And other times the volume was up there and fine. But if I turned up the volume to hear the quiet parts,
0: I know I would have blasted my eardrums during the louder parts. Yeah, it's just levels in that case. But I can see what you're saying. It's just that the um, their average sound volume was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I got you. I agree. Um, I thought it was relatively good as far as that goes, but there was some times where I feel like I probably, if I was listening in my car, I would have turned it up a little.
1: I almost want the narrator to be in the same room, having those lines in between. It sounds like they're recording them in two separate spaces uh, or having the narrator do her bit and having the acting in the background um, happen separately. And if they did them together, maybe they'd be able to balance a bit better.
0: Hmm. I can see that. I, I get the feeling this was done with remote actors, which is, there's, there's nothing wrong with, but, and honestly, I could barely tell for any of it. It was really, really well done. And a lot of the people felt like they were talking to each other, which is always one of the harder things to do with remote, ar- remote actors.
9: Uh, so I initially had like a, some friction with it but once the story got going I totally understand what they were I totally understood what they were doing Um, in the beginning when she was narrating a lot it was almost like she was narrating over the action and at first I was like wait what's happening there's a lot of you know I can't really hear what they're saying to each other Um, but I've been reading a lot of fantasy books recently where the narrator will do that for you they'll kind of start talking in their I'm flashing back with all the knowledge I have now and slowly easing you into the past that becomes the present. So she was kind of easing us into the story. And then she suddenly stopped talking as much in her narrator voice. And I really appreciated that. It was like she was introducing the story, but not in such a a once-upon-a-time kind of way. It was a very subtle thing, and I really enjoyed that. So even though she started out pretty separate, and almost distracting. It was it was very nice to come into the story and kind of be dropped in rather than just falling right into the action.
10: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like it it started very wide frame. This is an office. What's going on? We don't really have a point of reference yet. Maybe the boss is coming or something. Okay. Dreyer shows up and it's hyper-focused like it goes from no focus to hyper-focus and from there it stays and has momentum the entire way through from that point and there's a, just a story and narrative and it builds incredibly well
9: his range by the way like before we get far, too far from dreyer is incredible I was scared I was disgusted I was a little turned on I'm pretty upset about that <laughs> don't really understand my reactions but he was very good at his job
10: at one point I was like where do I sign up for this company <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, so the range and the ability to control vocal techniques as well, going from that purr that we were commenting on to just sharp boss voice now. And it's
9: and enunciating through the whole so
1: thing.
2: Good. What I noticed was the intensity in his voice. I felt like he was looking me right in the eyes, talking the entire time in a very measured, very controlled way. But just the eyes never left mine.
0: I kind of felt like he was one or two steps away from snapping. At some points.
10: Yeah, that's... Dre was really intense. That's the most vocal dominance I've ever... Like, I think I've heard. Like, without any other frame of reference, just incredible. I think vocal dominance is a great word to describe that.
9: And I think a lot of us in this room will like buck corporate authority a lot like you know a lot of us talk about how we don't like that corporate atmosphere we don't like that you know if you're not working all day like are you really working that kind of thing it's it's disgusting it's abusive but like in that moment you can kind of understand where people fall into line people fall into that and and it's like a lobster getting boiled and they do a really good job and poor Luca can we can we it's just, sorry, I know I'm all over the place, but I was really blown away by this episode. I don't really know where to start. But yeah, I think that easing us in with him and showing the power he had over this person that thinks she just works there, it's just a job, but he clearly has power over her too is amazing.
10: No, the character motivations, like for her, it's just a job. She's just there to take care of her father. She's not really hurting anyone, not really. And then each of the characters' kind of motivations, you can tell they were paying attention to it. The guy in the... uh Fitbit tracking center was like, ah, it's just the money. I'm here for the money and the chicks, right? This is what we're here for. Why else would I do it? It supplies my lifestyle. Like everyone's motivation, the obsession with pleasing, it was really good. I also liked some of the little touches that they had to tell a
2: story without having to spell everything out 100%. Like the fact that the main character has sickle cell, which is predominantly a disease that uh, affects people of color. So they were able to introduce that aspect of her character without having to say it. And I thought that was a really kind of ingenious use of a detail to paint a much more vivid picture.
9: It's also a blood disorder.
2: Gee. uh, Dun,
9: dun, dun! A a
2: show called Blood Culture, which (laughs) has someone throwing blood and someone has a blood disease
0: That's got to be a coincidence. Yeah, we'll just need to have some culture in the next episode. Uh, But they're Uh, British, so. That's fair. That's good enough. Okay, let's get some individual thoughts. I want to hear what LJ has to say.
9: Um, so, I mean, I'm going to preface anything I'm about to say with, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the tempo changes were really great. We've listened to some other podcasts. I'm not going to cite them right now where um, the story was there, but the tempo of and the pacing of it was really off. We weren't really invested, even if it was a slow burn. Like, this is this is obviously going to be a slow burn. There's obviously something going on, but we don't know. We're meeting people left and right. We're not sure what's going on here. But we were on the edge of our seats the whole time. And not much has really happened yet. I mean, there was that incident with Livy right away. Um, and there was that kind of creep in the alley, but everything's still a slow burn. And But we were, ne- I was never bored, personally. Um, they had some, inc- the acting was top notch. I felt like all of the conversations were really genuine. Um, the narrator's warmth was really incredible. i I actually commented, I was like, I want her to be my big sis. Um, There were some great one lines. Uh, We are controlling and shaping your data. Corporate benedictions. The writing is just spot on. And um, I'm just kind of scrolling through here to get all my thoughts together. Um, But, oh, and the music. Way to go, guys. Whoever your music guy is, is incredible. So I loved it. Like, I'm I'm all about it. It gets pretty much a perfect score for me. I'm ready to listen to the next episode on the way home.
0: Max?
2: Um, Well, a a lot of what LJ said covered a good part of what I had to say. I would add that uh, Scooter had brought up in our little group chat that we do that he was surprised, as was I, that they apparently got licensing rights to some actual music. I heard a couple of snippets of Ready or Not by the Fugees in there, and that added another little layer. Uh, Acting was great. It had tension throughout, but the tension built. It wasn't a one-note tension. And even though it was a multi-part episode, there was still that moment of climax toward the end where the Scottish security guy was basically creeping everyone the heck out. And there, there was a really good narrative build and up to the climax, and then the denouement leading into the next episode. So. Uh, It it was a very abrupt ending. I didn't really care for that. But by and large, this was probably the best written of the dramatic podcasts that we've listened to. And this is something that I would use to introduce people who either haven't heard any audio drama or didn't like audio drama to bring them in. Because I I really think that this was a top-notch production altogether. Michelle?
1: Michelle? I have to agree with the positive review so far of this podcast. Um, It clearly knows where it's going. There is a sense of direction, not only in terms of the plot, but also in terms of just physically where things are at any given moment. Um, There is the scene with Aisha and her dad where they're talking and I could see where they were in their home and what's going on and what direction they're facing. And that was very strange to just be listening to something like that happen and be able to see it so vividly. So there's there's good ambient noise. There's good sense of place. The actors know where they are physically and mentally as they're saying these lines. And it's fascinating to listen to that in addition to just the momentum that is kept up throughout the entire piece.
10: Keith. So really good overall, you know, if I was gonna throw some pet peeves at it, they throw a lot of character names at you very quickly. Like there's some dead kids. I don't know the name of any of those kids leaving this. The Scottish security guard. He said his name. I don't recall it. I can barely recall the main character's name. Don't make me say it now. Like, so there's so much thrown at your throat so quickly that I I lost some of it in the in the pacing. Um, the, the one moment once it got going where it really actually lost me was the kitchen scene with her father. I think that slowed down too much. You got some good uh exposition there, you got some good character background, but I think that a lot of that was already in it. Um yeah, she's working to take care of her dad. I get that we don't do we need to meet the dad? Is he gonna come back later? Is he important? But if he doesn't, I I don't see how that scene was necessary. But it was well done. It just I don't necessarily see how that one piece fits yet. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um Excellent sound layering. I love the sound effects. They, they played with sound really well. The fight down the hall, the music layer. There was often three or four levels of music or sound playing. I was really impressed.
0: I agree with all this. I mean, blood culture is super well done. And I feel like I'm happy that they decided to bring in some medical professionals so that they weren't just making this stuff up based on medical shows. Sort of like how we had another episode. I I won't
2: mention any names, but there was a mention of Tourette's that did not in any way, shape or form fit what Tourette's is. This time,
0: everything was correct. As far as we know, I mean, none of us are medical professionals also.
10: Other than the sickle cell, was there really any other medical references through it?
0: No, I guess the ways that people would work inside of a medical facility. But I, I mean, honestly... I don't work in one, so I don't really understand. Oh wait, I have. Huh? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, um, it's very similar to the place, the time that I worked inside of a hospital. Huh.
2: I've been in lab environments, and a lot of the like operational elements that they had seemed very similar.
9: I would like to point out that we described uh, Mr. Dreyer's voice as Vincent Price's love child with Snape. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's definitely I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Indeed.
9: Actor, if you're listening, that means we love you very much.
2: <laughs>
0: and it's true. Those are two characters that we love a lot.
2: <laughs> I can't say much better about someone than Alan Rickman and Vincent Price. Fact. True facts. Yeah, that's true.
10: He almost stole the show. Absolutely. That was Drefer Draper. Draper.
9: And we only talked to him. Yeah, it was a minute and a half and a half hour show, maybe.
2: And it's interesting Dreyer is a term that means someone who drives a wagon. So it, it, there are all sorts of parallels that I can see. I'm not sure if they're actually intended or not, but...
9: I think this show is very carefully written and researched. Every name was picked just right. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: I'm hoping that Dreyer is just the name of, like, the writer's cat or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, I need a name. Get off my legs, Dreyer. Ah, okay. oh, oh, yeah, character's name is Dreyer now. Excellent. That's probably not the case, but still, that'd be funny.
1: Gravy, gravy muffins, king of the breakfast foods.
9: That's right. It's no tall tale. We give you 300% of the daily recommended amount of two essential food groups, both gravy and muffins gravy muffin just one bite and you too will say
0: this was probably a bad idea that was episode one part one of the show blood culture to find out more go to www culturecom this has been audio drama showcase for more episodes and information Go to www.legendsmithproductions.com. Thanks for listening. Also, don't forget to check out some of our other shows: Anansi Story Time, that's the fairy tale audio drama, and Geek Core Radio, the podcast for hearing weird and eccentric and strange and fun, and just, it's just it's just a lot of fun, guys. Listen. Either way, high freaking five. We made it.
9: Totally ethical.
3: Probably. Maybe.
2: Yeah.
9: Definitely.
5: No. Ethical (laughs) as fuck.